since we've talked about Daniel. And um, I, I trust that you'll be encouraged. As I was reading in my devotion this week, as I was reading this story, uh, three things jumped out to me uh, that I want to share with you today. And this is not just for the teenagers, uh, even though we're, this is kind of an exciting camp day, but this, this is for every single person, every mom, every dad, every person of any age. These three things need to be spoken about our life. If we can walk in these three areas, if these things can be said of us, your life will be different. So let's look at the life of Daniel this morning. Daniel uh, is a teenager. Uh, the enemy comes in and they overthrow Jerusalem. They are the, the, they're at war. They come into Israel and they capture many people. And many of them they take away into captivity is Daniel. Also, you know of his three friends, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Different story. We'll talk about it at the time. We're focusing on Daniel. Daniel, a teenager, being taken to a, a land. And, and we know the story of Daniel. We're going to fatten you up. We're going to get you ready. We're going to put you before the king and see if he chooses you to do something in the kingdom. But it was Daniel as a teenager that said, I'm not going to defile myself. Rules and laws that we live by, we abide by, and part of that was their food, and they 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 the the you know, they offered food to idols, and he said we have a command from our God that we don't eat food offered to idols, and we're not going to eat the king's meat, we're not going to drink the king's wine, and he said, look, let me do this. It was basically a diet of vegetables. Daniel did not do that his whole life. It was this short period of time. That he said, I'm not going to defile myself with what the king has set before me. I'm going to do what God is calling me. And he began to be, as the camp theme was, an influencer. He became an influencer with his friends around him that said, hey, we're not going to do it either. And of course, we know the story. When he came and looked at him so many days later, the Bible says they were fairer and fatter than the rest of them. Their countenance were different. They just looked good because they were doing right, living right, acting right, honoring God. Now, Daniel lived his life for Jesus, for God. He honored the God's word. He honored God's uh, uh, laws. And he made it time after time, year after year, king after king. God used him in dreams and visions. As we heard these young people say today, I've, I've found my calling. God speaking to me. And finding your calling will be a lifetime. I'm still trying to find mine. I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. But I'm going to keep doing this until he tells me something different. Because this is what he told me to do when I was 15, kneeling over here. So I'm going to do that till he... Tells me something else. See, what you need to do is just do the last thing the Lord told you to do. Keep doing it until he tells you to do something different. The thing is, we want to do something different because we don't like what he called us to do. The position you're in, the place you're employed, you just be faithfully where you're at until the Lord opens another door. 
Daniel was faithful. Kings came and kings went. He would give each king. He would interpret dreams. He gave them, uh, they, they would have visions and he would tell them what it meant. And each time they would elevate him. Each time in your life when you honor God, you do what's right, you serve the Lord, you live right, God will elevate you. The Bible said it is the Lord that gives increase. It is the Lord that causes you to gain wealth. It is the Lord that brings promotion. But as you're promoting and as you're doing what God's called you to do, there's going to be those who don't like you. So now then... Daniel has been through a number of kings. Daniel is now under the reign and the rule of Darius. Darius has split the the, the nation into 120 provinces. And he has put rulers and governors over each one. And then he had three major guys over it all. And Daniel was one of them. But the king had it in his heart because of Daniel's integrity, because of his faithfulness, because of his ability to to interpret dreams and follow his calling. It was God-given, and it was God who spoke it, and he always gave God the honor. It was in the king's heart to make him head over everything. But that made the other guys mad. I don't know about you, but if you ever watch a little bit, if you ever see a little bit of what's going on in Washington, them guys are a bunch of egotistical, money-hungry, power-hungry morons. (laughs) I'm not going to say that. We've got a lot of good people who are trying to do what's right for this country. But I'm telling you, there's a lot that are jealous of power. It has always been the same. We look at it through all those two scriptures, everything. It, it always came down to, and these guys were jealous of Daniel. They said, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. We're going to find some dirt on him. We're going to investigate him. We're we're, we're going to try to find something, and then we're going to use it against him. Now, let me just ask you a question. How many would like CNN, Fox, KLTV? How many would just like a news company or an investigator to come investigate your whole life? How many would like them to come in and check your hard drive on your computer? Check your phone. Check your Google history. Why are some of y'all, you squirming? Why? Anybody want them to come in and and check out what you did when you were a teenager? Come in and check out what you were like and how you acted before you were saved. They said, we are going to do everything we can. We're going to investigate him and we are going to find the dirt on him and we're going to bring him down because we're jealous. 
So they go to King Darius. Now, leaders have always been the same. Putin is not the first egomaniac. It seems like leaders have always had this egotistical thing, and they used that, and they went and they said, Hey, King, here's what we want you to do. We want you to make a decree that nobody can worship anybody else but you because you're the man. And he said, I'm the man. Everybody likes to hear they're the man. That sounds like a good idea. What do we do? They said, okay, now, listen, listen. Once you make this law, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, once that law is signed and put into effect, it cannot change. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I, that's true, that's true. Okay, so make this look, decree, make this law. If anybody worships any other God besides you, they're going to be thrown to a den of lions, hungry lions. He said, that sounds good because I'm the man. Everybody needs to worship me. So he made that decree. And so they begin their investigation. Let me tell you what, show you what they found. This is Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 4. Then the other administrators and high officers begin searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything. To criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Wow. I wonder if there's, I'm sure there, I, I know there are. I know there are people today still like this. People in leadership, people in government, people, there are some, but there's many who are not. But I want to be like Daniel. They search. Let's find something he's doing wrong. Let's find what he's doing. Is he keeping some money? Is he doing this? What's he doing? And they searched and they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. And I want us to look at these three things today. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Wow. Faithful. Are we faithful? What does it mean to be faithful? Now, I had a little trouble this morning because I got a new iPad and I hadn't downloaded the Webster Dictionary on my new iPad. So I used my old iPad that Luke is using to run sound. So I looked up faithful. Man, it was so good. Faithful. Deserving trust. Keeping your promises are doing what you are supposed to do. And then, you know what it said? 
it said to not have sex with anybody that's not your wife or your husband. Then it went on to say, or your girlfriend or boyfriend. That's the world's definition of faithfulness. You know, God's law says outside of marriage you should abstain from sex. But Webster said faithfulness. But then I downloaded the new Webster. It's still Webster. And I looked it up on this iPad. Same app. Luke, you got to make this one where it doesn't go off. Keeps going off on me. And make my font bigger. He has to do all that for me. I don't know how to do it. Um, here we go. I had this all open and ready to go. And now then it's all changed. But I, I, I wasn't going to do this today. I said, no, nah, I'm not even going to talk about that. But, man... This is where our kids, this, this, is, this is where our country and our nation is. This is why they're trying to change all the textbooks. They're changing everything. Because that old app, I just read it to you, what faithfulness is. And it went on to say to be faithful, to not have sex outside of marriage, and to be faithful in the relationship you're in. And I just downloaded the same exact app on this iPad. And it says, same adjective, faithful, steadfast in affection or allegiance. Firm adherence to promises or observance of duty. Given with strong assurance. True to facts, to a standard, or to an original. That's it. That's it. Took it all out. Changed the definition of faithful. So now then you... We're trying to change... They're changing textbooks. They're changing teaching. Now they're deleting things out of the dictionary. Take it away. I just like the... I don't know how old that other one is. I just like the way it said it. I mean, I didn't understand adherence to this. I just like how it said, keeping your promises or doing what you're supposed to do. Doesn't that sound pretty easy? But let's change that and to make it where it's just kind of vague and complicated and let's take out this part where we're going to be faithful in relationship and in marriage and let's don't teach people that and if they look it up let's don't even put that in their mind let's take away the ten commandments change it in the dictionary and then we wonder why people don't have the same conviction in this generation as in the past was faithful in keeping his promises and doing what he was supposed to do. And they said, we've got to find some dirt on him, but he was faithful. And then he was deserving, I'm sorry, he was responsible. It said he was always He was faithful, always responsible. How many can even say about you, you're always responsible? I'm responsible most of the time. 
But sometimes I'm responsible. Anybody else? Okay, a couple of you. The rest of you are like Daniel. Thank God. Always responsible. What does that mean, responsible? Once again, I'm taking my definitions from the old app, not this new one. Responsible. Able to be trusted to do what is right or to do the things that are expected or required. My mama used to teach me about the eye of responsibility. Seeing things that needed to be done and just doing them without having to be asked. So many people, they don't have the eye of responsibility anymore. You have to tell them specifically. And even when you tell them, they still don't want to do it. Nobody wants to be responsible for anybody else or themselves. Be responsible. We hear that all the time. But Daniel was always responsible. And Daniel was trustworthy. What's that mean? Able to be relied on to do or provide what is needed or right. So they came at Daniel. They said, we're going to, we don't like this guy. He's been elevated, 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 and we're going to get it. So let's make the king say, we're not going to, uh, you have to only worship God. Because they knew Daniel's practices. They knew Daniel's habits. Do people know your practices and your habits? I, I do. I know a lot of y'all's practices and habits. Because I see your Facebook page. And I see what you're practicing and doing. And where you're going. And who you're with. And what you're wearing. And what you're eating. And what you're drinking. I know your habits because you put it out there. And Daniel, he didn't try to hide his habits. And they knew it. And here's what they said about Daniel. Could be you. Look here. They concluded. They said, we're going to get him. We're going to find some dirt on him. We're going to get something to get him. Then they said, we can't find anything to get him on except our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. We're going to get him on how he worships. We're going to get him on how he honors his God. We're going to get him on that because they knew Daniel from the time he was in captivity as a teenager till now. Does it? So we always preach Daniel in the lion's den and we see Daniel as this teenager. Do y'all know how old Daniel was at this point? He was in his 80s. Some commentaries say 70, some say 83 to 85. But Daniel has been through king after king. He 
is an old man. He has, why? He has been faithful to God his whole life, and they can't find anything. No dirt. He's faithful. He's trustworthy, and he is responsible. The only way we're going to get him is on his worship. If anybody could, con- could, could they condemn you for your worship? You see, Daniel prayed three times a day. And Daniel didn't do it in secret. Daniel went to his house. He opened his windows and he prayed out loud. And he prayed toward Jerusalem even though he was a captive in a strange land. Almost his whole life. And they knew it. So they said, King, pass a rule. Nobody can worship. Nobody can pray to any other God. They knew what they were doing. He passed the rule. And what did they do? They waited outside his house to see what he would do. Now, some of us would have said, well, you know what? There's a law that passed. I can't pray. So I'm just going to do it in secret. God will understand. I don't have to be so public with this. Because, you know, now it's not popular. And the Bible simply says, Daniel knew the decree that had been passed, and Daniel went to his house and opened his windows and he prayed like he always did. He prayed as usual. He didn't let what was going on in the world influence. Thank you. They're influencers. That was whole camp thing. They didn't let that influence him. He went and he opened his windows and he knelt down to pray and they were there. Gotcha. If anybody's going to get me, man, I want it to be like that. Gotcha. Caught you praying. And they go to the king and they said, King, did you not make a decree? Yes, I did. We caught this guy Praying to another God. Oh, well, we got to throw him in the lion's den. Who is it? Daniel. Oh, no. Darius. The Bible says that Darius stayed up all night trying to figure out a way to get out of it. But they came to him the next day and they said, King, you passed the decree and it's, it's according to law. You cannot change it. He said, you're right. He ordered the decree. For him to be arrested, thrown in the lion's den. And here's what he said. Daniel, I'm praying that your God delivers you. They threw him in the lion's den. And the Bible says that Darius, the king that threw him there, stayed up all night and fasted. This guy's not a Christian. He's a pagan. But he knew the power and he knew Daniel and he loved Daniel. He didn't want to do it, but he had allowed his ego to pass this law. Now he had to keep it or he's in trouble. He stays up all night fasting and the next morning at daylight, he runs there and he says, Daniel, was your God to deliver you? And Daniel said, my king, live forever. All is well. The king called Daniel out of the lion's den. And I want you to look because I'm telling you, if you're the type of person that's trying to get somebody, be sure 
it's going to turn around on you. Because God is going to protect his people. Let's be, you and I, let's be faithful. Let's be always responsible. And let's be trustworthy. And let's honor God. Let the world do what the world does. Let them pass their rules and their laws. But don't stop loving God, serving God, worshiping God, reading His Word. Whatever it says, I'm going to honor God first. Gotcha. Throw you in the lion's den. But God shut the mouths of the lions. Daniel used one of them for a pillar and another one for a foot prop and just rested all night. They were there keeping him warm. The king brought him out. And then look what happened. Daniel, he said, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully. Man, can the world say that? Hey, did your God who you serve so faithfully... Able to rescue from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. My God has sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. They weren't able to hurt me. I would have been found innocent in his sight. I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed. Ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was on him, for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave the orders, arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown in the lion's den along with their wives and their children. The lions leaped on them tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent his message to the people of every race, every nation, every language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity you. I decree that everyone fear with, tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God. He will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. His rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And we've read this scripture before about other kings. Every ruler that came along, Daniel had had to prove himself. And we see this scripture over and over about every one of them. See, I don't care... Who your boss is, what job you have, where you're at in life. If you will be faithful, always responsible, and trustworthy, this will be your description of life. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So he continued. He had already been through Nebuchadnezzar. He had been through a, the, the next one. I can't remember his name. And now Darius. And now he's even going to prosper dear and sire. Why? Because kings come and go. Your boss will come and go. But if you'll be faithful to the company, you'll continue to prosper. Why? Because it's God that's watching over your life. It's not a person that, that your prosperity is in their hands. Your, your life is in God's hands. I don't care what anybody else is doing or saying care about what God's saying. I want to be. Do you want to be faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy? Wow. 
Lord, today we're so grateful. We're so thankful for your word. We thank you for this example. Thank you for these young people, Lord, who have just experienced an amazing camp. Lord, your presence was so evident in every service. And, Lord, they just have an amazing time. I thank you that in their life, Lord, they'll learn this early. I pray for those who have lived a lot of life. I pray for those like Daniel that may be in their 80s thinking, what now? Well, the same as when I was young. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be always responsible and completely trustworthy. Because, Lord, it's to you. It's you that we honor. And you will protect us in this world. Whatever the world tries to do to come against us, if we'll honor you, if we'll be these things, you will always come through for us. So, Lord, let us be Daniels. Let that be our legacy. Let that be our testimony today in Jesus' name. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you're here this morning and you felt the presence of the Lord and You've heard this message. Pastor, I haven't always been faithful. Pastor, I, I have always been responsible. And I haven't always been true. There are things in my life that if they were to look at, it might be a little embarrassing. Skeletons in my closet. I've sinned. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But today, I I want to change. Today, I want to be a Daniel. You see, you're never too young to start. You're never too old to start. God's grace and His mercy is so good. Today, maybe you've served the Lord a long time. But you struggle in these areas. Today's your day to step up. Maybe you've never had a relationship with Jesus. You've never given Him your heart. But today you want to say, I want to start. Today I want to begin to serve the Lord. I want to start being faithful and trustworthy and responsible. you got to start. Everybody has to start somewhere. Why not now? If that's you, if you're in any of those categories, would you pray with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. Today I confess my sins. I have been unfaithful. I have been irresponsible. And I've not been trustworthy. Today I ask you to forgive me. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And your word says that you are faithful to forgive me. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you are faithful even when I'm not. But I ask to help me be faithful. Everybody make this declaration today. Say, Lord Jesus... I want to be a Daniel. When people look at my life, I want to be faithful. 
always responsible and completely trustworthy. Let me live by those things. Help me when I stumble and fall to get back up. Today's a new day, a new beginning, and I'm going forward just like Daniel. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, clap. We will see you next Sunday for our July 4th celebration on July 2nd. Hey, hey man. Yeah.